Welcome to First Focus, a weekly podcast here at First Press Columbia, where we highlight various events and ministries around the church. Join me again in the second of two episodes is Dr. Derek Thomas. This week, we are discussing our denomination's synod meetings occurring this week in Bon Clarken. Dr. Thomas is, of course, our senior minister here at First Press, as well as an internationally known speaker and author. If you have questions about his work, our church, its programs, or any ministry here, don't hesitate to contact us. You can find all our contact information on our website, which is firstprescolumbia.org. That's firstprescolumbia.org or on our app. Now, let's get to our conversation. Derek, welcome back again. Thank you. Uh, let's see. If someone were to come by the church office on the day in which this is released, they will likely find that there are zero ministers in the office. Have we all gone on vacation together? No. No, we have not. No. Where are we? We are in Bon Clarken. Bon Clarken. We are in Jerusalem. <laughs> uh, we are in the the uh, Jerusalem of the ARP. That is correct. Uh, we're at Synod. We're at Synod. Okay, so... Let's maybe talk a little bit about Synod, especially for those who didn't grow Actually, up. Actually, I have to be brutally honest. Here, oh, no. Oh, that, no. That I probably will not be at Synod because <laughs> I, I will be cruising. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's define. To, yes. Okay. We're talking Ligonier Actually going on, a, boat on a cruise. To Alaska. Okay. okay. I'm actually speaking. So I'm working technically. Right. But um, um, my, my sweet dear wife... Uh, needs a break after yep. two surgeries this yeah. year. Uh, she's ready for a vacation. But I, I'm actually one of the speakers on this. So I'll be leaving halfway through Synod. Synod. Okay. So, but we'll all be out and you'll be at the first part of Synod. As this releases, we'll be right in the middle of Synod. For those who aren't used to a Presbyterian style of government, um, either they grew up in a different denomination or they just really haven't paid attention to the government portion of what Presbyterianism is, what is Synod? Yes, I've been asking myself this question all my life. Um, we, you know, we, we believe in connectionalism. Right. Let, let's put it down to very basic. So there's First Presbyterian Church, and we are a local church, and uh, we make, as a local entity, uh, we make lots and lots of decisions that no mm-hmm. one else is involved in. Right. No other church, no presbytery, no synod or anything. Yeah. Uh, so the... Receiving of new members is a decision that we make here as First Presbyterian Church. The elders right. make that decision. Yes. Uh, so the only thing that presbytery, so we are, we are connectionalists, mm-hmm. so there are like-minded churches, ARP churches, within a certain geographical range, and that's mm-hmm. that's for practical reasons. And so our presbytery consists of South Carolina and... Mississippi and Texas, Texas and, and Arkansas, and soon California and Phoenix. But that's another story. <laughs> um, but Presbytery has sole power to ordain or um, unordain mm. ministers of the gospel. That's right. a Presbytery matter. Yeah. Synod is the next level of government right that addresses the entire body yeah so in terms of what we collectively believe right for example yeah, and yeah. and so we're not reinventing that we, we believe in the Westminster confession of faith. faith right but there are 
some administrative and disciplinary issues that affect the entire denomination. And right. Synod is the place where that right. does. But a lot of what Synod does is just receive reports. Yeah. Yeah, they're like infomercials right. for all the various things that the denomination does, and right. we're holding ourselves sort of accountable. Yeah, that way because there are things that we can't do as an individual church that we need all of our churches to come together to do things like missions works or planting churches. At the same time, those boards, those um, uh, organizations, need some level of accountability, and we come together. It's not the most glamorous of things that we do as ministers and elders, but we come, we receive those reports and, and make sure that we all stay on the same track. You know, there there are those who love presbytery and synod. Yeah. And you and I both know colleagues. Um, I've known them all my life. Uh, and they just really catch fire. It jazzes I, them up. They're on their feet all the time. They're yep. always talking. Yep. And I'm not one of those people. I, right. I, I, I'm absolutely and totally convinced of Presbyterian church government. Yeah. And um, love the fact that we are accountable to each other, both geographically and as a denomination. Mm. Um, but because First Pres is, you know, it's... It is 10 times the size of most ARP churches. Right. So I keep a fairly low voice at the Synod. I, right. I, I think I've only ever spoken once. Right. And I'm not sure what that was about, to be honest now. But um, And I think I've only spoken once or twice at Presbytery. Right. And uh, Because it's a moment for other ministers and elders from smaller churches to have their yeah their moment yeah yeah and um have their voice heard yes yeah absolutely now i remember uh andy hoffecker who was my professor of uh church history um when we talked second half of that class about reformation and on we talked about presbyterianism it was almost a throwaway sort of line <clears throat> but it caught me and i still remember it where he said when you begin to see elder involvement decrease in church government, Presbytery and General Assembly or Synod for us level, that's when you begin to see a denomination go liberal. And so it is vitally important that we keep ruling elders involved and that they be there and participate. Because sometimes ministers just get too cute with ourselves and we can easily end up going one particular theological direction and they help keep us centered. This needs to be about Jesus. Yes, and if I if I had a criticism of Synod, um, that too many of the ministers are on their feet and too few of the ruling elders yeah. are, are heard. And that, that would be one of my yeah. pet peeves about Synod. Yeah. yeah. So if you're um, a ruling elder and you're listening to this, one of the things that I would say is, I mean, it's not the most glamorous or fun job, but it is vital. It's a it's a vital job if we want to continue to hand down a denomination that is conservative and Bible believing to our children and our children's children. Ruling elder involvement is really important. Yes, I mean, I, I mean, probably ninety percent of synod is administrative. Yeah, uh, there are moments when things get a little heated. Yeah, there are certain topics that that people get very heated about. Yeah. Um, and in a good way yep. and, and a reasonable way, we're, we're defending 
the faith, and the faith is under attack. But I mean, as a denomination, we are we are very very conservative. Yeah. So we're not talking about some of the right. off the wall stuff that yeah, other yeah. denominations have to deal with in their general assemblies and synods. That's true. Um, and for that reason, it it can often not be very exciting. Yeah. I mean, there's an excitement about a flare up about some yeah. some issue or other. Yeah. Um, but it's the same in the PCA. I mean, yeah. PCA is 10 times the size of the ARP, right. and their General Assembly is, and we're talking thousands of people, and, yeah. they're, and they're usually in a convention center. And, yeah. and it moves around from one state to another, and yeah. one year it's in California, another state, another time it's Texas, in Texas. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a there's an excitement about the location yeah. often, whereas we're, we're always in Bonclaughan. Yeah. And... Um, uh, but even in the PCA General Assembly, the, there was only ever a couple of hours on a Thursday afternoon when things, okay, the yeah. room is full. Yeah. Everyone knows something exciting is going to be talked about. There's right. going to be a left-wing view and a right-wing view. Right. And, uh, and, and all of that within a, a, a conservative range, of course. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But Synod uh, this year, um, and as we record this, yeah. we're only anticipating it, but... Yeah. We don't have any motions coming up that look remotely uh, likely to cause a stir. Uh, a stir. No. And and just to give people a preview of some of the things that we're going to be talking about, uh, we're talking about creating a new presbytery, so splitting North Carolina in half. So that'll be something that we'll talk about. Uh, and then we're also talking about the authority of deacons. That's something that might get yes, some... Yes, that's an interesting... Topic. It is an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. What exact authority do deacons have? Um, and looking for more definition there. And maybe I should explain some of the background to that question. Um, for example, in in this church, it is the deacons board that puts forth the uh, fiscal policy for next year. They yeah. put a budget together. Yeah. Uh, not the elders. Yeah. Uh, some would argue that that fiscal matters govern the direction of ministry more than anything else. Right. I mean, it can shut down ministries yeah. if there's no budget. Yeah. So shouldn't that be in the hands of elders rather than deacons? And that's, a, that's an entirely legitimate question, and yeah. I've actually been addressing that question for 40 years. Hmm. Hmm. So in Belfast, I remember we had the same discussion. Yeah. Um, what exactly where where is the point of demarcation between elders and deacons yeah and i think that question's been asked since the book of acts right right i I don't know that we're going to ultimately give clarity there but we have a church who brought this question up brought it to their presbytery presbytery then said this is something the entire body should talk about and debate we're doing that at general synod so that'll be interesting uh and then also we're looking at receiving a new book of church discipline. That could cause some discussion as well. That will cause a lot of discussion. Yes, that will cause a lot of discussion. Good stuff. I mean, if, if anybody wanted to look at it, they could. It's just a lot of policies and procedures about how we do discipline well in the church. So. Yes. Yes. All right. Any other closing thoughts about Synod? That it is a delight to be in a denomination that has such unity mm. over fundamental things like yeah. the gospel, like yep. scripture, mm. like controversial uh, um, 
cultural things. Yeah. Um, the practicing of homosexuality, yeah. the role of women in the eldership. I mean, mm-hmm. those are those are hot button issues that tear denominations apart, and and we are at one yeah. on these issues. Absolutely, it may create synods that aren't quite as exciting, but it creates a domini- denomination that's safe, and that's really what we want. Yes, but we must con- be vigilant. Yeah, and we must be led and guided and directed by the Holy Spirit every step of the way. Yes, yes. Thank you, Derek. Thanks for being here. Thank you. You've been listening to First Focus. For Dr. Derek Thomas and all our staff here at First Pres, I'm Josh Squires. Thanks for joining us. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, don't hesitate to contact us. We hope you'll join us next week. And until then, God bless.